Here's some exciting news from our friends at NT Factor. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy-producing benefits and anti-aging effects of NT Factor's line of nutritional supplements. Well, now those same benefits are available for your pets. Introducing NT Factor Pet Power. It's the first formula to restore the structure and function of cellular membranes in animals increasing vigor and vitality. By adding NT Factor Pet Power to their food, research has shown that energy loss and other age-related changes in animals were reduced and are delayed after only eight weeks of daily use. Now your pets can benefit from the same clinically proven formula I use and prescribe to my patients to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. With a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose, you can get the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas, including the all-new Pet Power, by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And uh, these, by the way, I read a very interesting article mm-hmm. about immune resilience mm. and about how immune resilience deter. It's the headline of the article uh, is, and I'll discuss it in a future program. Is uh, why do some people get sick when others don't? Yeah, and it has to do with immune resilience. And they did a study, and I've got to you know really do a deep uh, dive on that on that study to look at some of the factors. But they actually analyzed. Uh, what the secret sauce is of immune resilience and it has to do with a lot of different immunological parameters and it's complicated but they mm-hmm. tried to discern you know get to the bottom of the question why do some people get sick and others yeah. don't and so that's a, a nice segue to something that we have on our website which is uh, entitled uh, immunity reset a personalized plan to pandemic proof your body and build resilience that R word for a long healthy life and that's an article that uh, I wrote during the pandemic and I'm going to share it with you free it is a long-form article that uh, you can get as uh, a free resource just click on the read drop-down menu at dearhoffman.com and then click immunity reset and it's um, going to tell you how yes to bolster <clears throat> Take care of your terrain. Yeah. Bolster your resilience, your immune resilience. I like that term. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, now get back to questions. Nicole says, my knees make a cracking noise when I bend down. And sometimes when I walk up the stairs, I'm having slight knee pain for the past year after a strenuous workout or a long bike ride. I'm not a runner. I'm, for, I'm a very active 41-year-old. I weigh 118 at 5'2". I exercise regularly with cardio and weight training. I'm not on any medication. And then she goes into, she takes fish oil, multi, yeah. bor- you know, all kinds of things. Right. So, I mean, look, this is yeah. a phenomenon that many of us who are past a certain age are familiar with, is the clicking of the joints. Yeah. Uh, that has to do with, to some extent, desiccation of the... Uh, of the uh, menisci, the yeah. synovial membranes, mm-hmm. and that, you know, where the bones join each other, there's, you know, some collagen structures. Cartilage. And cartilage, cartilaginous yeah. structures. And they 
somewhat become desiccated and shrink mm. or become damaged. Mm -hmm. And so clicking can sometimes be a sign of a tear mm -hmm. or a... Which, crackling noise, a cracking noise. Yeah. Yeah, well, or, cr or it could be benign. It could just be like yeah. cracking of the knuckles, you know, which is not necessarily a, a bad sign. Right. But, uh, you know, I just from a personal standpoint, um, I, uh, a few years ago, went out for a run and I came back and it was my knee hurt, you know, and I said, well, you know, stuff happens. I'll just stop. Yeah. I'll stop running for a while and, and I'll, uh, uh, you know, cross train. I'll go to the gym and lift weights and do upper body stuff and swim. Swimming doesn't involve much in the way of pressure on the knees, so I'll just take it easy. Mm -hmm. And usually these kinds of things get better, but it didn't. And it was like, this happened, I remember, on Memorial Day, and mm -hmm. I just went the whole summer. I was able to cycle, but I just, I didn't run the whole summer. And because I'm afraid to run, because it was painful, you know, yeah. like why? And I remember going to Yankee games, and when you go to Yankee games, you have to do a lot of stairs, and you have uh -huh. to go up and down like, you know, and it's like, so the oh, I want to go to the bathroom. So you go up, 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 you know, like the stairs. And it, would, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I remember like somebody hit a home run and, you know, everybody's very like collegial in the stands. And, you know, some guy like goes, turns around and goes, high five. And he, hit, he goes, you know, he, he just extends his arm uh -huh. and I meet, go to meet him. But because my knee wasn't strong, it just practically knocked me right over. Oh, my goodness. So at that point, I said. I think I need to get some more information on this because yeah. it's not getting better. And what was I experienced was not just pain, but a click. It a click. kept clicking, clicking, and it was like almost like a little dislocated kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. it, sometimes it was in, sometimes but I could feel mm -hmm. that click. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I got an MRI. MRI said that there was a tear. I went to a really good knee surgeon, and the guy said, "Oh, you've got a little piece of floating." Uh, cartilage from a tear okay and he said i can go in there with the arthroscopic surgery and i can clean that out for you and you'll be fine and i said yeah well i don't want you to like rip out my uh menisci because then i'll be bone on bone he says no 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 we don't do that anymore we're very conservative he says i can see ah. what's bothering you it's very clear in the mri and he, so we had the surgery he snipped it out you know for a few weeks i was sore but then uh i within uh a it was like it took a little longer than he said. He said you'll be running in like you know six weeks. Well, it took more like two three months. I was I started tentatively. He running, was an optimist. Gingerly, they always surgeons always oversell. <laughs> That's one thing I got to know about surgeons. They always oversell. Uh, and lo and behold, I'm running again. Fantastic. So I think uh, you know I could say the answer could be you know take more glucosamine, take curcumin, blah blah mm -hmm. blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. And that's good, and that could help. Or suck it up. Don't worry. You're older. It's yeah. going to happen. But it would not be bad for you to get an, an evaluation, perhaps True. an MRI, True. and see if this is something that could be remediated. Yeah. Or needs remediation. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Right, because she's having pain. Well, there you go. After a strenuous okay. workout or a long bike ride. So, you know, listen to the pain. Yeah. Well, this is. Um, you know, it could go either way. I mean, sometimes with knee yeah. pain, it's like you overdid it, and you have to take it easy, and you have to apply, like, I. one of the things I do if I have an injury or soreness is I'll apply CBD, and it may also get over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, uh, like Voltaren, mm, okay? Mm -hmm. Voltaren is available over-the-counter as a topical, and you apply it. Mm -hmm. It comes in a big tube, and you just smear it on. 
but also CBD is pain relieving. And I just read a review of that over lunch today. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the question is, does it really work? You know, because a lot of this is placebo. You know, it's like I'm like religiously doing something to my knee. I'm smearing it on. You know, is it does it really work? So they did a review comprising thousands of people and dozens of studies. And they concluded that it kind of works. It doesn't work as well as taking oral non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. But some people like me can't take them. It immediately bothers, gives me heartburn. Uh, It can cause ulcers. It can cause high blood pressure. True. Uh, It can cause even renal failure to take those day in and day out. Right. So, And they don't help with healing. They actually interfere with healing because they reduce inflammation. They just reduce the pain. They reduce inflammation. Inflammation is a healing process. Yes, 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 yes. So topical, though, is less absorbed. Uh Uh-huh. It's about one tenth absorbed as the in terms mm-hmm. of this local uh, effects as taken orally. Yeah, but that is enough sometimes to provide some degree of pain relief because the studies mm-hmm. did show that uh, people got a little bit of relief, and it's different strokes for different folks. It depends on the situation. Some people get no relief. Some people get really good relief. Some people yeah. get partial relief. Something you can do. Yeah. Uh, you can also do certain applications, like immediately on an injury, you can ice it. Usually that's only for a few days. Then you can heat it. You yeah. know, apply heat. Warmth is mm-hmm. good. Um, any other ideas? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'd go see a sports medicine doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see what's going on. Have some, it evaluated. Maybe get some get imaging. Get an x-ray at least. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, especially for a younger person, the prognosis of surgery is good. They generally say that... You know, when you're past a certain age, you got knee problems. You know, arthroscopic surgery, according to studies, mm-hmm. has limited efficacy, especially when you have a lot of arthritis. Yeah. Uh, but and that's why I was I hesitated a long time because I said, well, at the time I was in my 60s, I thought it's not, you know, it, it, surgery for surgery is more like for for athletes and like it was originated yes. for um, like professional athletes. Right. I was like. Right. Very high-end intervention. And then it was extended to the active populace. Yeah. And then it was extended to older people. But they concluded that in terms of we're spending too much money on arthroscopic surgery that's worthless based mm. on studies because it's a money maker and it doesn't help that much. Yeah. For older people. For, yeah. yeah. So, but so it can. You have to individualize it. Sure, sure. Nicole, get a workup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a long answer for a simple question, but you know, I think I had to go there. So, excuse the the uh, the mm-hmm. uh, lack of brevity. Uh, mm-hmm. And this might be an opportune time to have one of our sponsors share an important message with you. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript 
Also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what makes the Intelligent Medicine Podcast go round and be a free resource to you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? Okay, this is from Mike. I've been suffering with tinnitus since 2012. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 7. I've seen an audiologist, and she told me that you could wear a hearing aid with some white noise to mask it. Right. I tried that with no success. I also had a brain scan to rule out a tumor. Right. My blood pressure is normal. I'm healthy. No medications. I exercise daily. I do not eat a lot of salt and sugar. I don't drink alcohol. I'm 73. (laughs) I see many remedies or cures on the internet, which I know don't work. Right. Is there any nutritional approach that you know of or a doctor you recommend? Yeah. You know, I got to say that it's very challenging and he's tried a lot of the right things. Yeah. And what I would say is, I mean, there are doctors who specialize in tinnitus and they're coming up with better and better devices that have the masking frequencies that are necessary for addressing tinnitus. Uh, You know, some of the common things, you know, avoid ups and downs of blood sugar, uh, avoid uh, aspirin or salicylates in some yes. cases because they can create a problem from the dietary standpoint. Mm-hmm. You can try ginkgo. You can try high-dose nicotinamide riboside. There's some studies, preliminary yeah. studies, that suggest that by enhancing the mitochondria that somehow this... Uh, it's kind of like if you're driving uh, you know, in the desert or something and you tune in a radio station, it's going to sound really scratchy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there may be extraneous sounds. And it means that you're um, either in the brain or in the inner ear that the mitochondria aren't really functioning as yeah. they should. Now, CoQ10 can be helpful with hearing loss. Do you think it would be helpful I, in tinnitus? It, it, it wouldn't hurt. It's not a bad thing to take anyway Absolutely. at the age of 75. Yeah. Um, but 73. You know, i got to yeah. admit this is a challenging mm-hmm. problem. I don't claim to be the world's expert in it. Uh, one of the world's experts in it, however, is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Here in New York. Here in New York, who's an ear, nose, and throat guy. And he's yes. a very, I don't. I hope he's still in practice because, you know, he's maybe even a couple of years older than I am. But he's a really good ENT, and he's uh, really an expert in vertigo and, uh, you know, perhaps hearing-related uh, issues. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if he might be the go-to guy on yeah. this. There you but go. But, you know, there might, he might be superseded by other uh, younger researchers and mm-hmm. uh, practitioners. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem. We take our hearing for granted, and we have to be more cognizant of all the loud noises mm-hmm. that we're exposed to every day. If you ride in says, New York says, City... Says the rock musician. Uh, it's true. I played my guitar amp too yeah. loud. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I do have tinnitus, Yeah. I, and I do. Yeah. And it, I believe it's for that reason, but there was another thing. I had I had labyrinthitis, and ever oh. since I had that, okay. it came and it never went away. Yeah. Anyway, but we're, if you ride the subway every day in New York Noi- City, you're going to have some amount yeah. of tinnitus It's like after we, put some on, point. we put on sunblock. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we yeah, yeah, wear, yeah. We exactly. wear, uh, we wear uh, a Polaroid-tinted lenses in our right. sunglasses. Right, right. And to protect our skin, our eyes, our sensory mm-hmm. organs. 
so we don't really protect our ears enough. We need to protect our yeah. ears more. It's but true. It, that's, and, that's shutting the barn t door after yeah, the horse got out. And it's only getting worse, and we're seeing more and more cases of it. More and more people are donning headphones and earbuds, and yeah. that's how they're listening to their music. I don't know about you, but when I'm wearing headphones, all I want to do is turn it up and lose myself in that. Yeah. So I don't wear the headphones because that's where I will go. Uh -huh. And that's only going to be worse yeah. for the tinnitus. So It's like a movie, Spinal Tap. It's turn it up to 11. Turn it up to 11. And exactly. And the ample is, is yeah. 1 to 10, but it's like, turn it up to 11. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you go to a concert, if you go to a rock concert you and you come out of there and your your ears are screaming, this, this is noise exposure. It, yeah. it has consequences. Yeah. We take this too much for granted. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I want to go see this movie uh, Oppenheimer uh -huh. uh, about the uh, the development of the A bomb. It's coming out this month, but I think maybe I should bring some ear uh, protectors. Because, Absolutely. Because at the detonation of the A bomb in the IMAX <sighs> theater, you're uh, going to feel that vibration I, yeah, in your seat, even probably. Well, it's got to be visceral, man. You know, it's like right. make it real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's like <laughs> when do you get to witness the A bomb go wow. off? You know. Wow. That's really something. Okay. So we've got a question from our friend Michael. Dear Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. My TSH has been in the 7.6 range for several years. I'm 79. I'm on the thin side. 7.6. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm 79. I'm on the thin side. I'm not depressed. Except for the... I have, I have a tendency to feel cold, at, but I don't have any of the other indicators yep. or... or yep or uh, hypothyroid right. uh, symptoms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I exercise regularly, I take yeah. a lot of supplements. My MD wants me to start on a small dose of thyroid right. hormone. Right. I'm reluctant because I tend to have a fast resting heart rate, yeah. even though I exercise, yeah. and I fear that it's gonna lead to AFib. Yeah. Doctor said she would start me on tiny doses. Yeah. Do you prefer armor or Synthroid for patients? Well, here's the thing. I mean, He's 79. I, I will say this, yeah. but it's not germane to the question is, I do prefer armor uh, for patients. Yeah. But when a, when there's a question of titrating it very delicately, uh, armor has a tendency to cause more atrial fibrillation than uh, in an elderly patient. Uh, so you have to be more careful. That's why one of the reasons why Medicare mm. does not pay for armor thyroid or natural thyroid because oh, wow. you know, older people are more susceptible to okay. tachycardia or you know, SVT, which is supraventricular tachycardia or atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter, you know, with thyroid medication. So we just saw a patient like that today. She has yes. SVT and she's on thyroid medication. And yeah. I said, you know, well, you know, maybe, you know, let's go see if you have a lot of SVT. And if you're having a lot of episodes of SVT, which makes her dizzy and lightheaded, maybe you need a little less thyroid medication. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so here's the thing with hormones. Uh, when it comes to hormones, measuring hormones gives you an idea of where you should be, hmm. but uh, there is there are few instances where people die of lack of, well, there can be extreme lack of thyroid, that's, that it can be really dangerous and life-threatening, but borderline thyroid is more about how you feel, and it's, it is, especially as you get older, and if you're fine, uh, the risks of being on thyroid may outweigh the benefits of being on thyroid. And if this guy was complaining bloody murder, I'm freezing all the time, I can't lose weight, uh, my skin is dry, uh, I'm depressed all the time. Yeah, I'm constipated. Uh, I'm constipated. 
you know, any number of things that are associated with hypothyroidism, uh, I would say, hey, you need some thyroid. Yeah. And so go for it. But he seems to be content. And I lately I've been less aggressive about uh, really pushing my older patients to have a low TSH. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have even taken some of my patients who I've been treating for like 25 or 30 years, and I see them, I keep seeing them, and they're getting older. And if once they get like 70, 75, 80, yeah. I'd like them on less thyroid. I sure. cut them back. I've yeah. been cutting them back. I mean, you could, you could and because they are more uh, sensitive or susceptible to the adverse effects of mm -hmm. excess thyroid, especially when we're using natural thyroid, which is a little less predictable in its effects, but can be, you know, subjectively much more much preferred. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I would say, no biggie. Yeah. And same goes for testosterone. You want a testosterone report card? Well, you might you you might. Uh, you know, have low sex drive and you're feeling really unmotivated and have all these low T symptoms, but your thyroid, your, your blood test looks fine. But it's not just the amount of thyroid hormone that's circulating. It's like, how are your receptors? I'm sorry, I said yeah, thyroid, testosterone. I meant testosterone. Mm -hmm. How are your testosterone receptors? Are your testosterone receptors uh, numerous and very avid for testosterone or genetically or through some life circumstances, do your are your receptors um, uh, resistant to the effects of the thyroid that circulate around in your blood? Is your I or the testosterone? Thyroid. I keep saying thyroid. Yeah, but actually, same thing with testosterone. Same thing, same thing with hormones. thyroid because they're hormones. they're hormones. They have to do with receptors. Yes, and they also have to do with the impact inside the cell, in the mm -hmm. nucleus of the cell. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of steps from the bloodstream to the where the rubber meets the road right. in terms of the efficacy of hormones. Yeah. And just blood levels don't tell the whole story. Many it's, endocrinologists... It's how the patient is presenting. I think endocrinologists do that, but they sort of play by the numbers. Yeah. And I think they should be a little more scientific and critical of guidelines when treating patients. Uh, because, you know, we as doctors, we're all like little mad scientists who went into medicine to help humanity, and we should be scientific about it and critical of the um, paint-by-numbers medicine. You're trained to think critically, yeah. not be handed some guidelines to follow, Yeah, honestly. So, yeah. yeah. Michael, thank you for that very thoughtful question. Right. You know, he could just stand pat and, mm -hmm. um, you know, might mm -hmm. be fine, might be fine. Yeah. Oh, here's another thing. I will oh. point out. I will point yeah. out. Well, this is an interesting thing. There's a little bit of research mm -hmm. that is, it's, some of it's old and some of it's new, that suggests that people with borderline high TSH live longer. And ah. why might that be? What is one of the most longest living animals in the world? Is the tortoise. Tortoise. Yeah. A slow, lethargic animal. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like, Take it slow, and when you accelerate your metabolism with thyroid, you might burn through your cell cycles, which are we know are not infinite. There's a certain number of cell cycles that you have, right? And then it's like, sorry, game over. I'm shaking. I'm shaking the the uh, the pinball machine here. It's like, no, game over. Yeah, yeah. You've gone through all your cell cycles too too rapidly. You've revved through your cell cycles, right? So, so there could be wisdom to that. So low and slow. 
But, you know, I want to know that tortoise, I would like to give him a depression screen, screen his <laughs> bowel habits as he constipated. I mean, there are reasons, he could be miserable with that borderline ITSH. <laughs> That's not a way to live either, right? But, right. oh, you'll live to 150. Okay. Right. I think they and live it's gonna, almost And it's going to feel like 150. Time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, we're so, running a little long, but uh, mm-hmm. do we have time for a, is such a thing as a quick question? For, there is not. For, there is not. Yeah, okay, there, there's so actually a really important question that questions. you're going to spend time okay, on. Okay, well, tell you what, let's yeah. do a little tease. What are the questions we're going to take up next week? Oh, can you talk about high-dose thiamine for Parkinson's disease? Featured next week on Intelligent Medicine's exactly. Q&A with Layla. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That is an intriguing proposition. Yep. We'll... We'll tackle that and other issues. And again, if you want to get questions into us, questions at drhoffman.net. Uh, we're running a, a Save Our Supplements campaign. Go to drhoffman.com slash A&H to learn how you can take action and hopefully donate. We also uh, have another campaign that is through the Alliance for Natural Health, of which I'm now president, uh, which is, has to do with P, uh, PFAS, uh, perfluoroalkyl substances, which yeah. are forever chemicals. And you're going to hear, be hearing more about that because we're going to campaign... Uh, they're in uh, the water, they're in kale. Yeah, we're going to campaign uh, long and strong on this subject mm-hmm. because um, we need to get with the program on banning those chemicals. Yes. Uh, Europe is way ahead of the curve on, on that and America is lagging. Yeah. Because our uh, agencies are very permissive of industrial pollution and uh, need to get with the program based on the latest findings. Yes. So, yes. Um, evidence, you know, we're talking about thyroid a lot, you know, like these chemicals affect your energy Absolutely. organs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take heed, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.